Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. It's Tuesday. It's Mark Aram, not Eric Erickson. He continues his hunting trip with Governor Rick Perry. Is that where he is, Chuck? Sure. No? Yeah. Is he getting ready for the Trump visit in Macon? What is Eric doing? He usually tells me what he's doing when he's taking these days off. But he just he ghosted for a while. He ghosted for a while. Do you know what's so funny? Today's Tuesday. And I was so tired this morning. Fill in it. It's Mark Ehrman for Eric Erickson with you till six. And this morning, every time I fill in for Erickson or Von Hessler, my sleep schedule is so wacky. So this morning, I was so tired, and I'm clocking out at like 9.30 in the morning, leaving the traffic center, and then Veronica Harrell comes in, and she's doing the midday traffic, and she goes, yeah, what's the matter? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. She goes, well, at least it's Tuesday. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. No, no, no one's ever upsold Tuesday before. Like You're saying not it's thing. not Monday. I guess. I was like, at least it's Tuesday? <laughs> like, never. Has anyone like tried to upsell Tuesday to me? I've heard Wednesday, like Wednesday, halfway there, or hey, it's Thursday, but unless, never like, well, at least it's Tuesday. Unless Wednesday <laughs> magically became Friday. Yeah, I was like, so then you're excited. I was for so Tuesday? confused. I was like, uh, 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 yeah, it's yeah, at least it's Tuesday. I don't know. Anyway, optimism, man. Yeah, you yeah. just don't have it. She's very optimistic, Veronica Rose. So I appreciate her concern. So at least it's Tuesday, folks, and you got Mark Aram here uh, coming up in one hour. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal Constitution is going to join us at the very latest on the SCOTUS hearings. I watched more today than I did yesterday because. Uh, I was sleeping most of it yesterday, and I'll give you my thoughts on that in just a second. Um, But we want to start off and have some fun with uh, our buddy Little Sanjay. It's time for Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He's the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. Sometimes goes to a Target to buy me baseball cards. He's Little Sanjay, and Would You Rather. How are you, Sanjay? Doing well, man. Just got a couple days left till tax returns are due, so I'm staying busy. At least it's Tuesday. At least it's Tuesday. Yeah. All right, so, that yeah. wood pile handled. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was yeah. impressive. I love how he puts his... How old is Kai now? Seven? He's eight. Eight. He, Sanjay got this big wood pile delivered, like huge. firewood, delivered to his mountain cabin because he's got it like that. And he makes his eight-year-old <laughs> son like haul all the wood into the... Why not? That's what I would do. Yeah. If my daughters exactly. could cut the grass, then they'd be cutting the grass. They can't even come in your room. You're not going <laughs> to let them in the lawnmower. But they could cut the grass. Uh, Sanjay is going to do Would You Rather. You can hear it Monday, th- uh, no, Tuesday and Thursday on the Mark Aram Show, uh, which is usually on from 6 to 8 p.m. So here's the deal, folks. He's going to ask us questions, and we're going to answer them in studio. And I want you to play along in your car as you drive home or if you're home already making dinner. So what's the first question tonight, Sanjay? All right. Would you rather live in an amazing and inexpensive house with absolutely terrible roommates or a crappy, pricey house with amazing roommates. I don't want roommates, period. What? what? I know. Oh, it sounds bad. You is have it, one now. Is it, are you supposed to be calling Georgia <laughs> Tech Radio right now with the would you rather question? Uh, roommates? Ah. <laughs> uh, um, do I have my own room at least? Yes. All right. Give me the great house with, with crappy roommates. If I, I can just stay in my room. I got I'm, Wi-Fi. I'm thinking the great house might be larger, so I'd have more space to yeah. myself, and I could live in that single room. Yeah. And I've had bad roommates before, so I'll, I'll take the nicer house. All right. Uh, Randy from the digital desk. Uh, yeah, I kind of like experience both. So um, I would probably say having the nicer house with a crappy roommate was the, a better deal. Yeah, we're all so materialistic. Chuck, <laughs> wait, before Chuck goes, uh, the uh, amazing house, I'm, assu- I'm assuming, has a lot of stone in it, right? Oh, lots, of lots stone. of stone That's in the amazing house, done. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care about where I live. I'd rather have the, the crappy place with good roommates. Really? Yeah. Oh, party, man and of hang the people. out, and Low then it doesn't Chuck. matter if it's crappy. All right. 
That seems like a better deal. Yeah. I, you're such an isolationist, though. I thought you'd go along with us and just... Well, if I got to have roommates, I'd rather have, you know, fun ones. drinking buddies. All and, right. You know, All right. Like, that makes sense. Uh, Longoria. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, nice place. Crappy roommates. Nice place. Crappy roommates. All right. Maybe we so could be neighbors. Yeah. You thought I would have the... You thought you'd be the shallow one? Yeah, no. I figured I'd You're way deeper fun. than we are. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. The <laughs> problem, here's the thing. All four of us have friends that live outside the house. <laughs> so we can have relationships outside the house. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right, number two. Would you rather eat delicious food for the rest of your life or have perfect sleep for the rest of your life? I've given up on perfect sleep. Give me that delicious food for the rest of my life. Absolutely. I'm never hungry. I will take the sleep. Anytime. Absolutely. I, I should have known that. Uh, Randy, okay, this is it. Randy loves food and loves sleep, so this yes. could be a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with the food. I love the good on your palate. I yeah. Good food. The problem, good on your palate. The problem <laughs> is, I, I, even if I retire tomorrow, I, I don't think I'll ever have, like, real, real sleep. Uh, for 30, 25 years, I've been sleeping like a, 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 a jack wagon vampire. You know, I don't even think I can adjust after I retire, so I might as well be fat and, and tired. Than fully rested and hungry. Uh, low T Chuck. Man, I got kids now. Give me the sleep. You, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The kid's not sleeping through the night yet? Oh, Lord, no. Jackson Abernathy, nice. Haynes Bridge, the third. <laughs> crushing my soul. You're, uh, you're, you and your wife have really funny social media posts, <laughs> by the way, about your kids, the Lords yeah. of the Manor, whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, Longoria. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with Chuck. I'm, I mean, the kids kind of sleep through the night, but yeah. still, I would rather have more than yeah. six hours of sleep than yeah. I normally get. I would think you could get it with just the way, you know, with Leslie working at home now and you got the mother in law. And your schedule's kind of, you know, cushy. I, I, would, yeah. I think I still got to help out. I'm still a father. I'm still a father <laughs> and a husband. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't give me excuses right. not to do anything. I would back. I'd be like, hey, I got to prep for Aram's show. She's not buying that. I need to sleep for another two <laughs> hours. Would you rather continue with little Sanjay, Mark Aram, and for Eric Erickson on Atlanta's Evening News? Go ahead, Sanj. All right. Still on the subject of food, would you rather have a pizza burrito or a burrito pizza? A pizza burrito is a calzone, basically, right? I mean, a pizza burrito. It's a burrito filled with pizza toppings. That's correct. Or a pizza or a burrito pizza, which is a pizza with burrito stuff on top? Yes. Correct. I'm going to go with a pizza burrito and pay homage to my... Uh, Chicano co-workers. I'm going pizza burrito. Deborah Green? I'll take the burrito. Yeah? Mm -hmm. the burrito. Do you even say the B there? I did. Yeah? Say I it again. said it correctly. Say it again. <laughs> burrito. Burrito. Uh, Randy, you were eating a Chipotle salad bowl yesterday, so so this hits home to you. I don't like burritos. Like, burritos are not that great to me. But let me think. So a pizza with bur So I guess if you can have, like, Chipotle inside of the burrito on top of the pizza, can we do something like that? You can do whatever burrito toppings you want on top of the pizza. Okay. Maybe I, we'll go with the pizza with the burrito. Burrito toppings on yeah. there? All right. So what are you going to have? The chicken? What are you going to put? Chicken. We'll see. One thing about Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, so that's a great thing. So <laughs> at, I would get all of that on At least there. it's Tuesday. See, all at the Taco Tuesday top. <laughs> all right. Low T Chuck. Ah, give me a, a pizza inside a burrito. I'm not a big fan of burrito stuff. Okay, so you want you prefer the pizza toppings. Yeah, almost, the like, a, toppings. almost like a calzone. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I like a, a Mexican calzone Longoria. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the pizza burrito, I guess. P I'm so confused. Pizza, pizza burrito. Yeah, so, I don't know. So Pepperoni and cheese inside a burrito. Yes. Basically. All yeah. right. What would you pick there, Sanjay? I rarely ask you, but I'm curious. Uh, I'm going to go the pizza burrito also. I like Hot Pockets. So, you know, yeah. it's almost like a Hot Pocket. <laughs> hot Pockets. <laughs> They're also a keto friendly, Sanjay. So that's good. That's right. Uh, that's next, right. Uh, next question, Sanj. W would you rather cut your sandwich into triangles or rectangles? I never grew up like I. I grew up in a working class neighborhood, and no, we never cut the fancy triangle sandwiches. It was always in half in squares, and that, that's how you knew when you go to like someone's house when the when they were really rich, that the sandwiches were cut diagonally. Man, is that true? Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy cow, that is true. Or even at lunch at school, like in second grade, and uh, let me think of a rich friend, Melanie Ryan. 
her her uncle was the mayor or something, and like she would have the sandwich, the sandwich, you know, and I'd have my tuna cut in half, and yep. she'd have the. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know what what's going on with her mom, but that's fancy. <laughs> I got you couldn't even comprehend as a two year old that you just no. got to. She was like, wow, that's a new type of sandwich. So I want the. Uh, I don't even remember what the question was, but give me that fancy cut. I'm fancy now. Rarely Triangles. do I need to cut my sandwich in half anymore. So is this when I was a thing? child, right? Yeah. I, doesn't matter. I'll cut it in half. All right. Normally. Uh, rainy pants. I think aesthetically the triangle looks good, yeah. but I like the four pieces because I don't have to eat as many. I can eat like a piece and I'm good. You know, out of the. It'll four. still two pieces though. It'll be no. It'll be three left. Yeah, rectangle. That's not four pieces. No, no. So oh. it's like the bread, and then they cut it sideways, so it's oh. like two triangles or two oh, squares. Oh yeah, let me do that on a triangle. Then. All right. Yeah. Uh, low T Chuck. Oh, give me the squares. I don't like holding a triangle sandwich. Oh, it either. is kind of feminine. I don't feminine. like the way it feels. I don't. Yeah, and I just don't oh, like. like I don't think you said it was feminine. No, he does. It is. I know it's what he's like saying. finger sandwiches. Yes. You're right. I switch. I switch. Yeah, I switch. I like cutting it in half. Give me that. Give like me that square. Like yes. Like I'm eating a burger. You're a hundred percent. That's why it was Melanie Ryan that was doing it, and not Jim Tripodi. <laughs> that's a feminine cut to a sandwich. Damn it. You're good, Chuck. Early, early running for star of the show. Uh, Longoria. I, I mean, go the feminine I, way. I don't think it, I don't think it matters either way to me. I mean, it's still going to taste the same. Correct. correct. Oh, hundred percent. I guess half it in squares. Yeah, you got it. We got it. I mean, I don't know. Way. I'm glad <laughs> now, well, now that you made it, you know, feminine. Yeah, of course I have to say that. Absolutely I mean, right. Go um, the, by the, the way, woman. little little uh, little fast food tip. Um, this was uh, taught my mom's. Best friend, we used to go through drive-throughs, whether it was like Burger King or McDonald's, whatever, and she would ask them to cut her Whopper in half. That's brilliant. Yes, it's so much easier to eat, oh, like yeah. the chicken sandwich or the Big Mac or whatever. They'll slice it, they'll cut it in half for you. Brilliant little tip there, Pat Seymour with the the brilliant tip. All right, you got one more question there, Silk. I do. What's the worst four-word phrase you never want to hear? Number one, we need to talk. Number two. Hands behind your back. Oof. Number three, this isn't working out. Or number four, get away from me. Hands behind your back. Hands behind. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get in trouble with the law. I would do bad, poorly in prison. Absolutely, hands behind your back. Everything yeah. else is just emotional. Here comes oh, big husky. That's four words, Randy. What are you doing? What's the one like you said? This is not working out. That's working my out. heart drops instantly when it says that. Oh, if behind my back and be nice depends what you're into. Yeah, wow. but um, no, yeah, that you don't want Bay saying it's no, not working out. No, no, no. Low T Chuck. Yeah, hands behind your back. Hands behind your back. Yeah, hands behind your yeah, back. Yeah, unbelievable. Sanjay, great job, man. Uh, Sanjay is busy. He's the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. You can find him, get your taxes done, your extensions done, and he'll uh, haul wood as well. It's uh, brass.tax online or brass tax accounting. I'm assuming you could uh, go baseball card hunting after the uh, tax season for me? Absolutely, anytime. All right, Sanjay, great job. Thanks for the early uh, shout-out, buddy. My man. All right, Randy, quick shout-out on your podcast. Guys, check me out on Black Educated and Broke and the Power Pod. We'll be right back. Mark Ehrman for Eric Erickson on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Mark Ehrman for Eric Erickson, 426, 75 degrees on Peachtree Street, 8 on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. They fooled us. Fall is not here yet. Totally false fall. Uh, I'm going to lose some more points with the the... the Anyway, we were talking about girly sandwiches. I I had one of the best experiences before COVID last December when Maya and I went to the St. Regis in Buckhead. Okay. And she took me for high tea. That's a thing? It's a thing. Do you okay. have you heard of the high tea? It's it's I mean it was I might have been the only dude there. Yeah, I mean English Nick does it at his um tea place oh, too. Yeah? But then at Christmas it's a big deal at the same Big region. deal. So yeah. Maya's been dying to go. It's for, it's basically for kids. Sure. And, um and they had uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus going around and the, the Saint Regis was all decorated. It was gorgeous. And it was like it was like high tea. And I always the only reason I remember high tea was like uh in the Sopranos, like Carmela and uh, her daughter used to go every year. Right. And they'd go see a Broadway show, whatever. So, but my really wanted to go. I was like, all right, I'll go. Dude, it's really good. Really? So basically, it's, I guess, unlimited tea. I mean, I drank, uh, you know, four gallons of tea, like good tea, and they've got little things of honey, whatever. But that's not what you go for. You go for the food. We were talking about those feminine sandwiches. Yeah. They bring out this tray of like all these different types of sandwiches, like, uh, egg salad and ham and cheese and it was phenomenal. 
It was so good. So like a spread of finger sandwiches? Yeah, and then it was a spread of desserts, like little pieces of cake and... Macaroons I w- are usually part yeah, of it. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I know. All I right. just I lost many man points there, but That's trust me, right. dude, I left full. Yeah. So I don't even know. I, I guess... I don't know, but uh, if you ever get a chance to do high tea at the St. Regis, free plug for them. I hope it's going on now. I don't know if they're still doing yeah, it. Maybe not this year. But um, gosh darn. I'll eat high tea. Gosh darn. I mean, it, they were very feminine finger sandwiches, but I crushed them. They were really good. <laughs> He's seeing them hovering. Put a, you can put He's them hovering all together by the door. They come in like Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> They've been ignoring this area all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> snagging No, it, it is a set, a set thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like all you can eat. They weren't wandering around. No, no, oh, no. no. <laughs> that was, That's I did. what I was picturing. Is they're walking around on trays and you're scooping up handfuls of No, them. I did ask for a second uh, exiled sandwich, okay. though. It was so good. I'm like, can I get another I mean, they're small. Can I get another one? They're like, She's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, Aram. Get out of here. Uh, Eric's in Alpharetta before the news. Eric, what you got, buddy? Hey, Mark. Uh, congratulations. I hope married life is going well for so you. So far, so good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, quick question. You, uh, I hear you mention Assange about baseball cards. I've heard you mention it before. Is, is that coming back? Because I've got like a mini footlocker. Like, oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's so weird. The hobby is absolutely booming right now. Um, really? I, yeah, I don't have much time to go into it, but... If you want to shoot me an email, mark.aram at wsbtv.com. I can walk you through what's going on right now. But, yeah, it's it's so weird. The collectibles, mar- it's not just baseball cards. It's comic books and old Nintendo games. And everyone's becoming hoarders, basically. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the SCOTUS hearings and uh, long lines for early voting. Chris Chandler's got your news, weather, and traffic. Then your calls, 404-872-0750. Araman for Erickson on 95.5 WSB. Hey, folks, this is Mark Marin from WTF. You're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Enjoy. For 22 in front of five. Mark Aram and the Bananas filling in for Eric Erickson, the conservative Viking, back tomorrow, OT. Yeah, back tomorrow. And then I'm back to my normal slot tomorrow, 6 to 8 p.m. here on 95.5 WSV. Atlanta's news and talk coming up in 30 minutes. Greg Bluestein's going to join us with a breakdown of today's SCOTUS hearings. Um, I, I watched a lot of it today, and... Let me just say this. This is not a political take or anything, but uh, Judge Amy Comey Barrett was the smartest person in that room. Republican, Democrat, I don't care what (laughs) senator. Like, that woman is really brilliant. She is brilliant. I keep seeing the headlines from from mainstream media, from Drudge, Fox, whatever. They're like, oh, she's getting hammered with questions, hammered, hammered, hammered. And I, I, I just assume, like, that's the thing. But the more I thought about it, like, yeah, I mean, there, she's getting asked a lot of questions, but it's about something that she knows a lot of. Like, it's her job for 30 years. Right. Like, if someone, if I had to sit in front of Congress and, and they had to ask me questions about my job, yeah, I could I could answer that. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, the, it's not, like, I mean, it was pretty impressive that she had a notebook with no notes nothing. on it. She did nothing. But I thought about it, and, like, I've been doing this job for 23 years. I could go to Congress in front of the Senate and all right, let's go. Fire Hammer away. me with questions about my job. Right. So I mean, it, I mean, she. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from her. I, I think she's really smart, really sharp. Um, I hope she's a fair jurist. I do believe she's going to get confirmed. Uh, but <laughs> I, the more I thought about it, like getting hammered with questions. Like, let me. Do you have that audio? All right. Let's. I'm going to do this. Chuck, how long have you been doing this job? Uh, this job, like in well, radio, yeah, about twelve years. All right, twelve years. So that's a good amount of time. Let's. I'm going to be a senator. Okay. You're going to be. You're going uh, <laughs> to be. Oh man, now I'm going to fold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, Mr. Uh, Thomas, thank you for your time. Uh, we respect you and your family and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, tell me, Mr. Thomas, what would you do if Eric Erickson told you to close the phones and not take any calls? I would go ahead and close the phones and not take any calls. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Thomas, what would you do if someone called into the Mark Aram show and started cursing you out? I usually curse them out back and then hang up. Uh, oh, okay, Mr. You know, it's just like this. Like, Mr. Thomas, yeah. what time do you usually have your lunch break at work? <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> one o'clock. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's all right, so let, me do with, let me do this with Deborah Green. Uh, Deborah Green, executive producer. Deborah, you've been in rock radio for for decades. What is your favorite artist you play currently on the river? That would be Led Zeppelin. Well, are you sure about that? Positively. Because I have I have sources that say you said Billy Joel nine years ago. Nine years ago. All right. See, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like when you're talking about something you yeah, know you about. No, it's not that big a deal. We'll do it one more time with Longoria. I don't want you to feel left out, Longoria. Okay, what do uh, I know? Mr. Longoria, thank you for coming to our Senate committee on uh, on yeah. parenting. You've been a parent for <laughs> you've, you've been a parent for seven years. What have, do you make your oldest daughter for breakfast usually, Mr. Longoria? Whatever she wants. Cereal. Cereal. Uh, do you get to choose the cereal or, or does she choose the cereal? She chooses it. She, so she runs the household. Correct. Mr. Longoria, <laughs> you're under oath, might I remind you. Why don't let you let your daughters in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's basically like I'm hammering them with questions, but it's stuff they know about. So, I mean, not to take the, anything off her performance, because I think she did really well. And I think she's really smart. And, and I, again, like she's in a room full of, I guess it was 11 Democrats and 11 Republicans. I think it's 11 and 11 on the Judiciary Committee. No, it's a... It's a- off number. The Republicans, oh, I think, have two more seats. Okay, whatever it is. She's by far. And there's some smart people in there. Ben Sass is really sharp. Uh, Feinstein, I'm sure, was sharp at some point. Like, she's a little old. She's a little older. <laughs> Maybe you got to cut them some slack. She's Klobuchar, I think she's okay, a very... She, yeah, yeah. She, okay. But, like, uh, Judge Coney Barrett is just... She's just brilliant. But getting hammered with questions, no, it's like... Hammer me with questions about baseball cards, you know. Like, like that. Although I kind of brushed off that last guy, I'm like I'll answer that after, yeah. you know. Uh, but anyway, that that was my take. I mean, not non political take, but if if think about it, what, if you've been doing something for thirty years, like I, I assume that the judge has been in law from law school to being a lawyer to being a judge, she knows this stuff frontwards and backwards, right? So if you know if you know something, if you've been a plumber for thirty years. And you go in front of Congress, and let me let me get that sound effect. I like the sound effect of the reporters taking pictures. Like, and if someone's like, "What do you do with the Johnson rod if the water heater explodes?" You know, like you're like, "Oh, you you take the Johnson rod out and you play." You know the answers already. Anyway, that was just my non-political take on the uh, Judge Comey uh, Barrett hearings. Uh, Greg Bluestein is going to join us at 5.07 and give his insight on that. So funny story yesterday. Again, I'm going to blame this on being tired, but it seems like when I'm tired, like things get stuck in my head, songs and jingles, whatever. You could ask the uh, poor Ashley Frasca in the traffic center, like I will have a song or a jingle stuck in my head on a cons- on a consistent loop. Like, uh, the Breda jingle, Breda, Breda, you know, whatever. For whatever reason, the more tired I am, the more sticky things get in my brain. And for some reason, this was so embarrassing. Like a lot of them are embarrassing. Like the Breda jingle is not embarrassing, but they're they're so this. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this on the air. The, for some reason, this commercial jingle got stuck in my head the other day, and I couldn't get it out. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Try new Pepto like, I, I kept, I'm walking through the newsroom singing that. Play, play it again, Longoria. They gotta hate you. Indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. And everyone in the newsroom's looking at me like, oh, this guy's lost his ever loving <laughs> mind. But it's such a catchy jingle. One more time, Longoria. Ups. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Try new Pepto Liquor. So, so many people so, hate you right now. I know, but I mean, that's it. I'm not going to play. I don't want it to get stuck in your head. But I, I, <laughs> and I think it was Bill Kayachi who's like, what are you saying, man? Why are you singing about diarrhea? And it reminded me. So I'm, uh, think about your favorite music, musical genre right now. For me, it's it's hip hop and R&B. Deborah. Uh, alt rock, alt rock, Chuck. It's always been grunge. Grunge. Oh, how about that? Low, uh, Longoria. Yeah, alt rock, rap. It just depends on what mood I'm in. So I've got these songs stuck in my head from the '90s, where uh, and it reminds me of of getting a song stuck in your head or singing along to a song on the radio and not really singing. So I used to have a convertible. Uh, it was a convertible Mercedes. I loved that car. It was really sweet little sports car, and I would I was blaring. Uh, this song going down the road. I remember exactly where I was. I was stuck in Buckhead on Peachtree Road because that's where you go when you have a Mercedes convertible. And I'm blaring 
uh, I don't know, V103 or Hot 97, and this song comes on, and it was coming, it came on like right after a Tribe Called Quest song that I was singing, and I was like, oh, I know this song. I mean, I've got the top down, I'm blaring this song. I'm like, oh, a little En Vogue, salt and pepper. I'm like, I know these lyrics. And I start singing the lyrics to what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. And it gets to the part, I don't know if you can fast forward it to it, but it's like, body like Arnold with a Denzel face. And I'm like, oh. That's so embarrassing. Then I, it was that line where I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Let me put Bortz back on. <laughs> like, but that's such a catchy song, right? Like you sing, what a mighty good man. I need a good man. And then it's like, body body like, I'm screaming that out. Body like Arnold with a Denzel face. And I'm like stuck in traffic. And everyone's looking at me like, oh, all right. That's what he's All right. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But no. Is this it? Of course not. So I'm rapping this. I'm singing that. He's got a gift for me every time I see him. <laughs> anyway, let, you know what? Let me cleanse my palate so I don't sing that. Let me hear the Pepto jingle one more time before we go to break, Longoria. Uh, Longoria is spinning plates over there on the other side of the takeout window. Did you already lose it? Upset stomach, diarrhea. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Play that going into uh, the break. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. What a man. Body like Arnold with a Denzel face and diarrhea. We'll get to some serious stuff in a second. I just had to, to clear my conscience there. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Don't be afraid of bugs. Welcome back to the show. 455. Mark Aram with you till 6 in the p.m. Filling in for the conservative Viking Eric Erickson. Jeff joins us in uh, lovely Buford, Georgia. Jeff, welcome to the program. How you doing? What's up, buddy? You ever see the show uh, The Good Place? Oh, I saw the first two seasons. I haven't finished it yet. Well, you were talking about catchy, catchy little theme songs. They're having a meeting in The Bad Place. And they start singing their corporate song, which is one eight seven seven cars cars for kids. Yeah, that uh, I wouldn't do that to you folks. I would not play that. I would not. I mean, I'm, no offense to the organization, but I think that is universally uh, the most hated jingle in radio history. You know, they right have there. a TV commercial. Perfect oh yeah. Placement. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, have you finished the whole series, Jeff? Is it worth me powering through it? It's good. Okay. That's worth it. it. I mean, it threw me for a loop. No spoilers, but like. The first, like, shocking revelation in that series, I was like, oh, my, all right, this is it. But I just haven't had the time to finish it. Yep, definitely worth it. All right, thanks, thanks buddy. I do, it was, uh, what's his name from Cheers? Sam. Sam Malone from Cheers stars in there. And uh, What's the name of it? Uh, the Good Place. Oh. Yeah, it was on NBC. I think it's on Netflix right now. Soon to be on Netflix is our buddy Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here. Man. Some I'm sort of reality show with Russ going on. What's going on, Russell? Hey, hey. Hey, you know Chuck cussed me out one night. I don't, I don't doubt it. Well, you know what I used to do in the apartment? I had the radio in the bathroom, and I turn it real loud, and I'd go outside. Oh yeah, I remember you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was on hold for like forty yeah, minutes. In the thirty seconds I go to the bathroom, you go, Russ, you guys on the radio was on real loud. Yeah, and you hung up on me. And I call back and Chuck cuts me out. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. Well, he, he is, uh, listen, Chuck is not a mild-mannered phone screener. No. <laughs> I mean, don't take it personally. You know, like, yeah. if, if my mom called and wasn't paying attention, Chuck would cuss her out. Yeah. But it's all good. Well, you know he my never dad, has his radio my, up. <laughs> he was, he was, he cussed all his life. No, I no way. I can't believe he cussed on the radio. He cussed so much. No, he was a Southern gentleman, Russ. <laughs> yeah, right. By the way, so I, I don't want to get into this too deeply, but... Russ, do you use the phrase "do what now"? No, I I cannot stand. I I, I, it's a Southernism. Judd, Judd gave it to me today. Judd Higginbotham, who's the nicest guy in the world, but I said I basically said, "Hey, Judd, who do you think's gonna uh, start in center field for the Braves tonight?" And he goes, "Do what now?" Ugh. That's I just hate that yeah, phrase. I, I've adopted all of Southern culture, but that phrase to me. Uh, do what now? It makes no sense. Russ, uh, you know, I grew up in Jersey, and so... Yeah. Okay. 
I got to go, Russ. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I did not hang up on Russ. I put him on hold. We got to step away. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution joins us next to talk about the SCOTUS hearings. And then in 30 minutes, uh, Justin Gray from Channel 2 is going to join us about the long early voting lines and your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Airman for Erickson on 95.5 WSB. This is a WSB special presentation on Atlanta's Evening News. In-depth coverage of today's Supreme Court nomination hearings. Here's Mark Aram. Welcome back to the show. Coming up on 509, 76 degrees on Peachtree Street. Filling in for Eric Erickson today. Uh, Eric is back tomorrow and we will continue our coverage of the SCOTUS hearings at this time. Uh, joining us from the Atlanta Journal and Constitution, our good friend Greg Bluestein. Greg, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? I'm excellent. I, I'm glad you're here to talk about the SCOTUS hearings, but we got some breaking news when it comes to the Supreme Court. This just in from the AP. Where is Hector? Uh, the AP reporting that uh, the Supreme Court is saying that uh, the, the census count will not continue for now. I'm trying to get some more in-depth on that. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, that's the first I'm hearing of it, but I know this has been a, a long-running back and forth between the Trump administration and advocates who say that there should be more time to count uh, the census in Georgia and every other state. And in Georgia, advocates were saying, keep on filling out. If you haven't filled out the census, do so right now, even if it's after the deadline, just in case it will count. So there's, here's the headline from SCOTUS blog. Uh, this just in the Supreme Court has granted an emergency request from the Trump administration, allowing it to end the 2020 census count early. Uh, Justice Sotomayor dissents and then the... Uh, it, it goes along. That's that's kind of a big deal right there. Uh, that's, a, that's a major deal. And it could result in some communities being underrepresented, undercounted. And this is this is a bipartisan issue. Right. I mean, we heard from Stacey Abrams and Governor Kemp both urging Georgians to fill out the census because it, it controls not only how political lines are, are drawn and political maps are drawn, but also how trillions of dollars in federal funding is allocated over the next decade. I'm curious to see. I, we'll go in depth when I have a chance to read this, but uh, I just wanted to bring that breaking news there. Uh, the census to end early. Uh, all right, so let's let's go to what you're here for. Uh, the SCOTUS hearings today, Judge uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, what are the headlines, the takeaways today from the round two of the questioning from the Judiciary Committee? I mean, I'd say that one of the biggest takeaways is that uh, Judge Barrett said that she won't be used as a pawn to decide any potential election case involving President Trump. Um, but she also didn't say whether or not she'd recuse herself from that matter. Um, and, and as we all know, with all these different legal challenges already, I mean, in Georgia, we, we know this better than anyone. There's, there's about you know, a dozen or so legal cases over elections already, uh, and there's going to be more after the vote. Um, so this could, you know, important issues involving the November election could well end up in the high court. The Democratic, um, so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Greg, the Democratic lawmakers uh, asking uh, the judge if she would recuse herself because she would have been appointed by the president that she would be, uh, you know, judging upon. Is that is that the why they want the recusal? You're exactly right. Uh, appointed not only by the president, but also by a president, you know, shortly before an election um, where, where Democrats are pushing um, him to wait until after the, that vote. And she's she's not answering that question. Um, and, you know, it's her right not to answer it. But she says that it's a uh, legal issue and, and not a question that I could answer in the abs in the abstract. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution joining us on Atlanta's Evening News on 95.5 WSP. One of the uh, things that President Trump said about this nominee, uh, he wanted, you know, prior to this nomination of Judge Barrett, he wanted uh, a, pres uh, a Supreme Court justice that would end uh, the Obama uh, health reform bill and would be there to preside over any election chaos. So, I mean, th he's on the record for saying that's that's who he wants in that chair. Does that hurt her case, help her case, or not even an issue at this point? I mean, she's trying her best not to make this an issue. And as you heard from the questioning today, the Democrats are essentially saying that judges have to recuse themselves when their impartiality might might be questioned. And in this case, they believe that she can't be impartial when it comes to a case that that the president has made it so abundantly clear he wants her to decide on uh, on his side on it, whether it be Affordable Care Act, whether it be election law matters, whether it be other issues that the court takes up um, over the next few weeks. 
Greg Bluestein again from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I was watching earlier this morning, and there seemed to be a lot of questioning by the Democratic lawmakers to the judge uh, about her her positions or earlier positions on Roe versus Wade and what might happen going forward. Uh, any any breaking news there? Any information you could pass along on on where that is standing right now at the uh, the hearings? Yeah, you know, she she had a very interesting quote there. She she said that judges don't set an agenda, but they respond to the cases that come before them, um, and that judges can't wake up one day and, and, and decide to be activists, saying that I like guns, I hate guns, I like abortion, I hate, I hate abortion, and in her words, walk in like a royal queen and impose their will on the world. Um, so she she has famously written about the Roe v. Wade decision establishing abortion rights. She said it was wrongly decided and should be overturned, but she clear, she refused any, any opportunity to clarify her own views on the issue. So she didn't give her critics much new fodder on that on that front. She uh, also was uh, brought up was the Obamacare, and apparently she had written an article or a, in a journal, uh, law journal, critiquing Judge Roberts' stand on allowing Obama, Obamacare to Obamacare to continue, and she was called to task for that, asking how she could rule fairly if they came before the court again, since she's already criticized the Chief Justice's, uh, you know, allowal of the. Uh, law to go through. Uh, what was her response to that, and, and and is that a big deal? Yeah, again, she she kind of said that this was a legal issue uh, and one that she didn't want to um, she didn't want to comment on before it came up. Um, she 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 took the stance that many justices have taken in their confirmation hearings, um, really since Robert Bork, and saying that she wouldn't cast any preconceived notions about cases that could come before her uh, as a justice on the, on the nation's highest court. And instead, just talk more more broadly about her views, including that she's an originalist, that she's a constitutionalist, that she believes in the strict imp- interpretation of, of the U.S. Constitution. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution joining us on Atlanta's Evening News with Mark Aram. I know you're a political reporter and not a legal scholar, but it, like, let's just say, uh, take this down a couple of notches, not from the Supreme Court, let's just say Fulton County Court, right? And there's a judge there, mm-hmm. Andrew Longoria. Judge Andrew Longoria uh, wrote a, an article for a law review saying he uh, opposes the death penalty, let's just say. And um, that's published, and it's it's out there in the public realm that a- Judge Andrew Longoria is firmly against the death penalty case. And then a death penalty case comes in front of Judge Longoria in Fulton County Superior Court. Can can the, uh, the defendant then just say, hey— uh, or the prosecution say, hey, we want a new judge because he's already on the record saying he doesn't like the death penalty and this is a death penalty case. You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Like once you go on the mm-hmm. record like uh, on something like this, doesn't that hurt your case going forward in further cases? I think it does. And, and you know, you, you mentioned, you know, obviously I'm a political reporter, but it's the same thing in politics. Anything a candidate says on Twitter, on social media, in a, in a you know, even a college paper, could be used against them on the campaign trail. And that's exactly what's happening at these hearings now. You know, they're, they're looking at uh, scholarly papers that she wrote decades ago, um, the, the court rulings she, she, she signed her name, she affixed her name to in lower court rulings, because that's, that's, that's basically her record. Um, and so, yeah, any, any comments she made, including this, 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 this criticism of Roe v. Wade that she had years ago, um, it's front and center right now because it is it is what uh, the senators have to to kind of judge her by. Let's. Uh, I got two minutes left with you, Greg. Let's let's move from the Supreme Court to local politics. Uh, we had the senatorial debate. What else coming up locally in politics? President coming to the Macon area. What do we have on the agenda coming up? We have a packed agenda. We have um, surrogates left and right, including Donald Trump Jr. coming yesterday. Ivanka Trump is in town as we speak with David Perdue, Senator Perdue. And on Friday, President Trump is coming to Macon to try to try to shore up Georgia because every single poll we've seen from a major outlet shows this race deadlocked between President Trump and Joe Biden. And the Senate races are equally up in the air and very volatile. And I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing more Democratic surrogates coming. Uh, Jill, Jill Biden, the wife of Joe Biden, came to, to DeKalb County yesterday. But I expect to see a lot more of those visits very soon. Do you expect uh, more, not only more visits, but uh, maybe more money coming in to uh, what apparently is a purple state now, according to the polls? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so President Trump has already spent $13 million on the airwaves here. But for the, for the 
for the most part, he's off the airwaves right now. It's Joe Biden who spent about $4 million in ads this last three or four weeks of the race. And meanwhile, the two Senate races combined $160 million plus in spending just on ads alone. That doesn't even count you know, personnel and all the other expenses the campaign incurs. So a, just a, a tremendous money bomb is being dropped on Georgia right now. Any juicy nuggets as we leave with the uh, Leffler-Collins uh, tete-a-tete? Um, you know, more conservative than Attila the Hun, more conservative <laughs> than, than the, the, the race continues to go uh, to the extreme flank in, in Georgia politics. And that's for a reason. They're, 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 they're battling for the most conservative voters because if they're outflanked, they lose. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can follow him on Twitter. He's a must-follow, at Bluestein. Odds are, Greg, as soon as I hang up uh, with you, we're going to hear a political ad from one of the aforementioned candidates. We appreciate your time, and stay safe, my friend. Thanks for having me. There he is, Greg Bluestein from the AJC, 404-872-0750. Mark Ehrman for Eric Erickson, back after this. Good stuff from Greg Bluestein. We'll do that again tomorrow. SCOTUS update at 5 p.m. And, of course, the very latest on the hearings and that breaking news about the uh, census. That's a big deal. Uh, tomorrow morning, Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade gets you covered on your way to work or on your way to the kitchen, Longoria, or on your way to the commode, Low-T, or on your way to the gym, Deborah Green. I'm already here doing it. You guys are out. All three of them. All th- <laughs> going to the commode, going to the kitchen. Well, I do, yeah. I don't go to the kitchen in the mornings. Yeah? No. I, I you get, get up. Pop-Tarts? No, no. Ashley Frasca brings those in. Oh. I've got, I've got a, I wake up, i got a coffee machine in my bathroom. I don't even have to go to the kitchen. I don't even walk the dogs anymore. They're, they're, they don't want to walk at four in the morning. I wouldn't either. But anyway, I'm here listening to Atlanta's Morning News. You guys should as well. Uh, Brian's in Sugar Hill, baby. Sugar Hill. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Mark. Nice to talk with you. Likewise, you buddy. Nice to talk with you yet. Um, first of all, I got a couple of things about the, um, ACB hearings. I was listening a little bit earlier and it's absolutely like mind boggling to listen to the senators, um, talk to her because it, it's, I'm an anesthetist, uh, and it'd be equivalent to, you know, an English teacher from middle school trying to tell me how to do anesthesia. And so it's just, you know, not that. One for another, it's just the way that they approach her. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think the more effective approach is, like, the, the, you know, the kind and gentle approach, I think, is more impactful than the aggressive approach. Like, you're right. Like, you, you, you can't question someone's knowledge on something that they're an expert on and you're not, right? No matter how well you're prepped. So I think you, you catch more flies with honey than sugar. No, sugar than vinegar. You shouldn't be catching flies, period, because they spread disease, Longoria. But I like the approach some of the senators took, like, you know, very respectful. That's the way, you know, that's the way it should be handled. I don't know. What do I know? I'm a hack. Uh, Chris Chandler is not a hack. He is an award-winning journalist. He's going to do news, weather, and traffic next. When we come back, long voting lines again today. Justin Gray from Channel 2 is going to break it down for us. Airman for Erickson on Atlanta's Evening News. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 539, 73 degrees on Peachtree Street. Aram in for Eric's until 6. Don't forget, tomorrow we return to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. I'll be on from 6 to 8 p.m. here on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Today, day two of early voting here in the state of Georgia's campaign 2020 continues. And monstrous delays waiting to vote yesterday. Uh, saw videos all over the metro area of of just crazy, crazy lines, like Popeye chicken sandwich lines. Um, and one lady, I think, said she was in lane for 11 hours to vote early yesterday. Quite, what? yeah, 11 hours. Quite a situation. Uh, breaking down that story and continuing our coverage, it's Justin Gray from Channel 2 Action News. How are you, Justin? Hey, Mark, I'm good. I'm out in uh, Cobb County at the East Cobb uh, Precinct where people are waiting about two hours here. So is it any better today, day two? I mean, yesterday was a holiday. It was the first day. Uh, Do we see the lines decreasing a little bit today, maybe? Well, it really depends where you go. Um, There are several precincts and early voting locations in Cobb and Gwinnett in particular. We're seeing really long waits, two, three hours other places that are going very smoothly. State Farm Arena in Fulton County, really a success story there. They've got 300 machines 
60 check-in sites. So for Fulton voters, they can go there, get in and out in 10 to 15 minutes. It really is moving quickly. Even the Secretary of State, who has been criticizing Fulton County election officials for months, he called it a success today. That's good news. So my wife went, she has an absentee ballot. I don't. Uh, She's smarter than me. She got it. She was going to do the drop-off yesterday at uh, a library somewhere. And she went, and the line to just drop it off was, was you know, 300 people deep. So I was like, she came home. I was like, just mail it. I'm like, it'll get there. Trust the trust the post office. It'll get there. Uh, have there been any technical difficulties, Justin, with the, the voting machines? So one thing we've been hearing from county election officials is that they've seen the state system, when you check in voters, was moving slowly. We confirmed that today with the Georgia Secretary of State. He said it's a bandwidth issue when you get... He compared it to Atlanta rush hour traffic, Mark. When you get those tie-ups, it slows things down. They got on the phone with the CEO of their vendor today to try to deal with that. It's really an unprecedented amount of people trying to vote early, and they're trying to deal with that by increasing bandwidth. That's really the only technical issue besides some really minor ones we're seeing. Everyone is telling it's really a volume issue. It's an enthusiasm situation where so many people are heading out early to vote right now. Justin Gray from Channel 2 Action News joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, the Secretary of State, I know you got uh, an interview coming up at 6 on Channel 2 Action News at 6. Are the officials, the voting officials, not just the Secretary of State, offer, are they offering any advice to Georgia voters on, on the best way to vote, the best way to avoid the lines? Is there any help we can give the listeners? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. One, if you're in Fulton County, they're advising you to go to their big mega sites like the State Farm Arena or the Georgia International Convention Center where they have a lot of machines. So even if something goes wrong, you can get in there and vote relatively quickly. Others are saying just start watching. You know, Gwinnett and Cobb both post wait times online. So you've got three weeks here. You don't have to rush out and do it day one. So start watching for a site that has a short wait time. And remember, you don't have to go to a specific site closest to you. Go to anywhere in your county that you want to go to. Justin Gray from Channel 2 Action News. He's on Twitter at Justin Gray WSB. Real quick, tell us about your interview with the Secretary of State coming up at 6. Yeah, that's going to be right at the top of 6 o'clock. You'd want to tune in because we're going to hear what he thinks these counties need to do. And we also got some action from the counties. They say they're adding more voting machines. So we're going to have some information on that coming up here in, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes here. My man, Justin Gray, appreciate your time, brother. All right, we'll see you soon, Mark. Take care. Uh, Have you voted yet, Longoria? No, I'm going to try to go Thursday. Are you going to do early? Yeah, but yeah. if not, we're going to go Saturday. There's some open on Saturday. I'm just going to stand in line Saturday. Charles Thomas III from The Revenant, our political correspondent. Have you voted early yet? Yeah, I didn't want to deal with this, so uh, Hot Neighbor and I requested absentee ballots and a just while ma- ago. You're going to mail them in? Yeah, I took them to the, down to the— Oh, you um, dropped them off? Uh, yeah, at the office in Marietta. Right. Deborah Green, I know you don't want to get political, but what, what are you planning on I doing? always vote on the actual day. Like, I've never had an issue doing it. Didn't have one list last time. I did last time. It yeah. scared me. I don't want to do that again. So I'm going to try to do the early voting. I, I'm going to have to probably take off an—we'll see how it goes. But I might have to take off an evening. Like, if I go in the morning and I have to wait in line, that might be tough. Might be tough. On Saturday. That's what I'm doing. What are you doing on Saturday? You want to pick me up? We'll no. Go together? Go to high tea? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Longo. <laughs> COVID-19 messing with our football schedule and the football minute schedule. Johnny Kilbasa with a rare Tuesday edition of the football minute. He's going to break down the weekend that was in the world of pigskin. An under 60 seconds. Hit it, Johnny K. Hey, hey. Longo, chip that defensive end and then go deep, Big Daddy. Week five of the NFL, anybody's guess week in college. Halloween's so three weeks away, so chill out week in America. Your midtown rambling wreck slogged it out in the rain and stung level for the win. Jeff Sims, three TDs, zero INTs. Your classic city boo dog sent Rocky Top back to their home sweet home with 27 unanswered in the second half. Alabama this weekend, your downtown dirty birds finally did it. 0-5 for the first time since 97, and Dan Quinn shown the door. Thanks for the memories, Dan. We almost had a few good ones. Raiders upset the Chiefs. Don't worry, Mahomes still got fantasy points look out for them raiders look out for them dolphins look out for them texans lsu's one and two boo hoo hoo for you 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 the red river shootout was certainly that 98 total points and 897 yards of total offense america's team the cleveland browns don't have a defense don't need a defense four and one for the first time since 94 mark aram's new york football giants had the breaks oops go their way but came up a day late and a dollar short last night drew Brees' father time ot justin herbert baby new year on the m&f and tonight undefeated bills undefeated titans on the tuesday night football
Johnny Kilbasa and the Football Minute. Uh, Johnny, good job shifting schedules. And, yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, Alabama-Georgia this Saturday, number two versus number three. We'll get Jay Black on the show tomorrow to break that down. Huge matchup here on your home of the dogs. The home of Kilbasa is johnnykilbasa.com. Check out all the good stuff there. Johnny, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow with a fast food review. All right, thanks, Mark. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. My man. We got one segment to go, Longoria. 404-872-0750. Mark Airman for Eric Erickson on Atlanta's Evening News. Final segment of Atlanta's Evening News. Mark Airman for Eric Erickson. Shelly and Milani Kai standing by for Word on the Street. They're filling in for me from 6 to 8. We're back on our normal schedule tomorrow. I'll be fully rested tomorrow, hopefully. Um, what do we got tomorrow, Deborah Green? We've got the Millennial Match Game. Still looking for a player for that. We'll find Oh, we someone. need a player. Yeah. Hmm. We'll find somebody. All right. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we can get Mike Shields. Okay. I feel like we've not included Mike Shields in the show. Now that he's actually back in the station. Okay. Do you want to play Millennial Match Game tomorrow, Mike Shields? Hey, count me in. Did all right. Say, did he say count me in or yeah. come in? No, he said count me yeah. in. Okay, all right. Mike, there you go, all Mike right. Shields. Right. And uh, and maybe if so Alex doesn't feel left out, we'll do, does Alex Williams know this food? Sounds good. I hate to end the show on a down note, but you know how much I love Delta Airlines. They mean so much to the city. Huge quarterly loss today for Delta. $5.4 billion loss for the quarter that ended September 30th, which is horrible, right? I mean... I feel so bad. I have so many friends that work at Delta or have retired from Delta. I've been flying Delta since I was a wee little guy. I just love the airline. I, I feel so bad. But it could be worse. You ready? You could work in the cruise line industry. Oof. That is in worse shape than the airline industry. So all of uh, the cruise line, I forgot, was it, what's one of the big cruise lines? Carnival. Carnival. Carnival canceled all their November cruises. Like, that's a huge cruise season. And listen to this. Luxury cruise ships are now being scrapped for metal. Oh, sure. That's insane. The cruise industry is so far busted that they are taking ships now and breaking them down for scrap metal to to sell for scraps. That's unbelievable. Do you know how much those ships cost? Oh. And millions of dollars, hundreds of millions. Yeah. Like I think it's like six hundred million for like one of the new ships, and they're like, "Oh, we'll just we'll just sell it for scrap." I mean, granted, you'll get a lot for scrap. Sure. I would imagine. Big ships. That's unbelievable. That's um, an industry that's not going to come back. Yeah, I don't think it's going to come back. Yeah, I don't know. That's, if it ever does, that's that's just awful. So as bad it is for Delta, it's even worse for or the airline industry. It's even worse for the cruise ships. Uh, more unbelievable. We got a prize pack to give away, Deborah Green. What do we got? Yeah, I got a one car pass to go check out the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra performing the music of Led Zeppelin on Sunday, October eighteenth, nice. the Maris Bank Amphitheater. You know what? Shelley Winter was asking me about that. Um, Shelly, if you're listening, call now, 404-741-0750, Chuck will pick a winner. Let's do star of the show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, Chuck told me about the feminine sandwiches. He gets a star of the show. Longoria made fun of me somehow. You get a star of the show. The high tea. The high tea. And Deborah did uh, some great Photoshop work in the middle of the show. So all three of you guys get, you know what, throw Bluestein and Justin Gray one. Wow. Everybody but me and Kilbasa tonight. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Word on the street next. Don't go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.